Greetings one and all and welcome back or welcome to the Yearbooking Report podcast. Hopefully your yearbooking has been going at least half decently well this crazy fall. If this is your first time in, welcome. Nice to have you. My name is Scott Geezy. I have been a Jostens Yearbooks representative for, this is my 22nd year now. And as far as 2021 is concerned, for me, that's going to mark 40 years in journalism, which is hard to believe. Rather sobering and humbling, perhaps, but 40 years of storytelling in various different ways. Broadcasting, TV, radio, writing, and for the last two decades, yearbooking. And so hopefully you have been doing some good yearbooking this fall with, yep, all the challenges that have been thrown at us. So hopefully you're doing okay. If you look at some of the statistics as we record this in mid-November, it's not looking that great. I don't know, all remote learning again for the winter? That's probably what's going to happen in a lot of different places across the country, maybe where you live. But uh, anyway, hang in there. The stories need to be told. Now, for those folks out there that when the school year started, they actually had the thought, you know, maybe we won't do a yearbook this year. I just kind of immediately shook my head and thought, no, 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 no. Are you kidding? This is the most historic school year ever. You need to do a yearbook this year. And I think for the most part, we've been able to convince folks that, yeah, he's right, or they're right. We really need to do this as a remembrance of this just unbelievable year. And folks, we're not even halfway through this. So stick in there. Keep swinging. We got your back. We're good. Now, when it comes to yearbooking, though, it's been my experience over two plus decades that maybe the most difficult part of this entire effort is simply making pages. For some reason, that is really intimidating for most people out there. Now, for students, you can maybe imagine, they're not page designers. They've probably never done anything like this before. And so if you sit them down in front of a computer with two blank pages on a computer screen in front of them, their reaction is more like, I don't know what to do here. And so then it comes out very random, very haphazard, bit sloppy, not much of any writing, all about the pictures, and so on. Well, of course, that doesn't really do a very good job of telling the stories of our school year, our sports teams, our events, our activities, our people, any of that. So we need some help when it comes to page designing. And for that, recently, we talked to our friend Tina Cleveland. Now, Tina is one of our Jostens Creative Accounts Managers, She's been doing this, well, longer than I have, put it that way, and she is outstanding. And so when I thought about, okay, who can we talk to about good page designing, bam, Tina's name rose right to the top. And luckily, we were able to catch her recently. Like a lot of us, she's working remotely, and she gave us some really good advice. So get ready for some note-taking Uh, on uh, improving your page design. And even though we are, you know, two, three months or so into the school year, it's not too late to maybe try some things you're going to hear about here or do some adjusting, do some tweaking. Never too late to make some moves. So stay tuned for that. But first off, let's meet Tina. Tina, first off, wow. I have completed my CAM collection for 2020, all of you. So first off, thank you for joining us here on the Yearbooking Report. Good to be here, Scott. Now, later on, folks, we're going to talk about a a subject which I know for a lot of folks is just a real struggle, and it's page designing. And hopefully we're going to have some tips and ideas for you here to kind of get you past the anxiety, because page designing should be a lot of fun, but also, of course, very valuable. But first off, Tina... um, Let's find out about you. Uh, For folks that don't know you, either Jostens folks or non, tell us something about yourself, your background, where you're from, how long you've been doing this for Jostens and so on. Well, Scott, let's see. I started, um, I'm actually celebrating, it's either 31 or 32 years. I need to look that up. Um, In the yearbook world, started as a brand new um, English journalism major out of college, thinking I was going to be an English teacher, and was a, offered a job at the school where I wanted to work so badly, um, but doing yearbook, newspaper, photojournalism, J1, 
And I thought, oh, I'll just take it. And after the first year, I can, you know, move into an English position. But I fell in love with the classes. I fell in love with the kids, just the entire experience and just couldn't imagine teaching anything else. And did that in three different districts. And about 21 years ago, uh, Justin's came to me and asked if I would be interested and, you you know, the, the cool thing about this job, um, the creative account manager, is that I'm still a teacher. I'm still an educator at heart. I always will be. And that's what I get to do pretty much every day. I don't have to grade papers anymore. Uh-huh. And I don't have to meet um, yearbook deadlines. I help others meet deadlines. But a little bit of that stress off my plate. But I love it. I have a great job. And yeah, this is, you know into 32 years of it and can't imagine doing anything else. Very cool. All right. It's interesting. I've been doing this now for over two years and I've been able to talk to folks from all over the country. And I find it interesting, the differences. Uh, You're in Colorado. I'm in Pennsylvania. At least where I work in Pennsylvania, there are very, very few journalism teachers. It's always the yearbook advisor is an English teacher, a science teacher, a social studies teacher. I've had a school nurse. I've had a principal. I've had a parent. But I know in Colorado, if I'm correct, you've got some really terrific journalism programs in Colorado. Uh, does that sound the same or, or just Colorado seems like you have a lot more journalism people there? Um, you know, it, it, that's a great question um, because it's really it really varies around the country. And you know, my my Texas schools I work with in those areas, Colorado, a lot of the California area that I'm in, even um, Arizona. When I'm thinking of my territory, those are really you know more the scholastic journalism type programs. And I would say, you know, we we have teachers here who didn't plan to become a yearbook advisor, like it wasn't my plan, but they, you know, they have some form of a, you know, background, whether it's in English or journalism. So, but I would say we have a lot more that are, um, you know, and, and what, you know, what I love is what brings to mind is I can think of right now, quite a few advisors I work with who they were in yearbook in high school and they wanted to be their yearbook teacher. And so that's what they they did. And that's what they became. And I love that. I mean, from your experience, Tina, why are some states seemingly stronger when it comes to student journalism than other states? I mean, is it, I don't know, the union? I mean, what, what is there a reasoning for that? Um, you know, I would, I guess maybe, I mean, some states require different things to be a year, you know, or different um, qualifications to be a yearbook advisor. And so that, that is going to, you know, make that much more important. Um, You know, there's a lot of areas that, you know, yearbook is in the English department or it's in the graphic design part department. And so the teacher just has to have certification in those areas. But in several of the areas where um, I work, you, you have to have some form of a journalism degree or some type of certification to be a yearbook teacher and, or any kind of a journalism teacher. And, and I love that. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's important. Um, you know, I believe teachers are some of the most knowledgeable and educated people in the world and they work so hard. And uh, I just, you know, if they, if they can be certified in that, those areas, it just ups their game as well. Now, if I were a full-time teacher, I'd either want to be a social studies or history teacher, cause I'm a history nut or a journalism teacher. I think that would be really cool. Now, I'll tell you what, this has been my, I guess I'll call it my cam year. All right, Mm -hmm. a couple months ago, we had uh, our friend Jeff Moffat join me. Mm -hmm. And back in the start of the year, BV, before virus, yes, um, we talked to our friend Liz Walsh, who's terrific. Now, for folks, Tina, that still are not familiar, what is a cam? What does that stand for and what do you do? It is called a creative account manager. Um, The position was created by John Kutzinger, um, dear friend of mine. And I was actually the third CAM hired uh, 21 years ago. And I I like to explain my job as, you know, I'm, I'm still 
I'm still a yearbook advisor. I'm still an, an educator. But I think what my team's uh, biggest responsibility is providing the very best yearbook experience for advisors and students. And so we create res resources, we organize events and workshops and premieres, and just do a lot of things to help make this process, which you know I believe more than anything, it, it, it's not easy. It's not for the week. Um, you know, yearbook is a team sport. It takes a village to create a yearbook in any type of a school. And that's just our job is to really provide the best, um, the best experience possible. John is an absolute treasure. He is. Uh, had him on this feature a year ago and he was oh. having way too much fun in Florida. <laughs> yes, he is, he is. Fun. He's living his best life right now. <laughs> yeah, he's having a good time. Now, actually, let's segue here a little bit, because I've seen you folks like live in action in, in front of a crowd. Well, of course, that's not happening anytime soon. Nope. So how has your work changed this year? I know it has, but from your perspective, how has it changed? Oh, drastically. Um, more than I ever even imagined when the shutdown hit, I remember exactly the day that it's, it really hit me that it was, this is real, this is happening. And two days later, all Colorado schools um, were shut down and then it just you know trickled around the United States. Um, there, it's a very different experience. I, I don't hate it. I'll, I'll be really honest with you. Um, the, the silver lining that I love is that, you know, if, uh, if, a, if a school, you know, called me and said, hey, I have a quick question. If I'm on the road traveling, it's really difficult for me to have time to, you know, visit with them. But I could say, hey, you know, in an hour and a half, I've got a, a moment. Let's just get on um, a Zoom call and we can go through everything. Um, but it, it's still not the same. You know, it's still not as personal. And the the type of events that we do, that is completely different. Um, I, the positive, I'm, I'm half glass full girl. The positive is that more people are, can be involved now. You know, I have, I have schools that are not allowed to ever travel outside of state for any type of an event. And it's even hard to go to, you know, work, a local workshop. So they're, they're, they're having that experience. And I so love it. The hard part is really the, you know, if we're doing a big event and it's, it's set up more as a webinar, except for the chat, you don't have that audience involvement, you can't read the room, you can't, you know, engage with people and ask questions. It's, uh, that part is tougher. So it, it is a different, it is, it's kind of a different skill set. Um, but I really believe that a lot of the things that we're doing as a team and that things that staffs are, um, they're adding to their uh, programs are things that we'll, we'll probably, you know, a lot of it keep around in some form um, as companion pieces to what um, a, a real workshop or event would look like. Well, you folks have done a phenomenal job this year. I mean, just off the charts. Although it's interesting, you had some stuff in the spring and then there was some summer stuff. Now you're doing some stuff in the fall. Um, in my case, I've been a broadcaster since I was in high school. And so this transitioning was easy for me. I could tell back in the spring, you guys, I think you were struggling a bit because this was a real game changer for you, I think, wasn't mm -hmm. it? It, 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 just, it just wasn't face-to-face, -face, but we are, we're used to, and the technology was all brand new. And, you know, we, we didn't have a team that was teaching us everything. We pretty much had to learn it all on our own. And so it was, I, I call it fire drills, pretty much everything up until I would say August you know, felt like a fire drill, like it, it needed to happen. It, um, staffs needed it, schools needed it, and we just had to get it done. So my team's worked a lot of hours and I, I appreciate you noticing that, that Scott, because it, it's been a lot of work, but it's been very rewarding. And 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 I, I feel like we've offered, I mean, honestly, I, this the fall workshops, um, including the Taco Tuesdays, we've had close to 20 different um, virtual events. So lots of things to offer for resources. And what I'm really proud of as a company is that for the most part, we've offered most the majority of it at no cost to the staffs. So again, more people have that opportunity to be involved. Well, I tell you what, the Jostens Advisor University event in July was fantastic. Um, 
I hooked up my television or my computer to my television so I could watch it on a big screen. And I had the chat window open and we had a record, record number of people sign up. It was unbelievable. Absolutely. And I'm watching the chat window as all these people are offering ideas and comments. I'm thinking, this is fabulous. This is great. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, very quickly, you mentioned Taco Tuesdays, not Taco, Taco Tuesdays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that series, because it looks like you guys are going to be doing that for a number of months now. We have those planned throughout um, June. And just like I said, you know, we don't know what's going to happen you know, with, with the virus, but we have um, virtual things planned. So whatever happens, we've got things covered. Um, this started in September. And we did one a week in September. And basically, we went out to advisors and just said, okay, what are the things that you're most concerned about? Um, things we also gathered from our summer workshops and the JAU, just referenced uh, those surveys. And we just came up with topics. And so every, uh, the second Tuesday of every month, we have a topic. And it's a evening little social hour. And it, it's at a, Oh my gosh, I think it starts at five central. Um, it's four or five central. Five, um, it's 5 p.m. central, yes. Okay, okay. So, but if you go to www.jostens.com slash events, yearbook events, um, you can register for all of our events there. And if, and if you register, register for these, um, and it's a different topic every single month, and they're listed as far as what they are. Uh, you can, you, we have access to the recording. So if you can't make it that evening, you can go back and listen at your convenience. But the one thing I'm loving about these, they're for advisors only, but what's fabulous is that um, they're, we, we invite an advisor, two advisors, one high school and one middle school. And then they um, discuss their, their thoughts on the topic. They, uh, they share strategies and best practices. So it's advisor to advisor. Um, if there's a resource that we're working on as a company or that we already have, we will include it to make sure that um, we're just getting that out to everybody. Um, but they've been great. The last one we had was pretty much on um, self-care and taking care of yourself as an advisor. And it didn't turn out to be that main topic, but it did. And it was phenomenal. I had so many people who were on it, email me, text me that I feel like I can do this now. I can, and it, it's just great. I think I think it's important for advisors to have that, um, you know, just to have those avenues. And right now, you know, it's lonelier than ever because it's always lonely in the school. Typically, you're the only yearbook advisor. And now, it, I think it's even a little bit harder. And so taking care of ourselves is real, really important. So for Justin's advisors, you should be getting email information about the series. Just watch for that. Like Tina said, you have to register. You can't just show up. You got to register in advance and bring your own taco. All right. Bring so your own taco and <laughs> whatever beverage of choice. We'll get back to more with Johnson's Creative Accounts Manager, Tina Cleveland, coming up in just a bit. And I'll warn you now sharpen your pencil or grab a pen or something. And because you're going to be doing some great note-taking, I mean a lot of note-taking about page designing. We're going to get into the nuts and bolts of it. Some of this you're going to say, wow, that's a revelation. You never thought of that. Some of this will be sort of a refresher, maybe for some things you're doing. And then hopefully you're going to hear some things like, yep, we're doing that. We're doing that. So you know you're on the right track when it comes to good page designing. So stay tuned for more on that coming up in just a bit. Well, of course, this is the holiday season, November, December, Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's. And of course, this is going to be a holiday season like no other. We already know that, right? You know, the, the news stories that we see, I mean, every day pretty much smacks us in the face when you have public officials essentially saying, don't do Thanksgiving this year. And you're looking at what? You know, the traditional Thanksgiving where your family gets together around the table you're not supposed to do that this year. Now, I'll let that to you. If uh, you know How you want to handle your holiday is up to you. And then we go into Christmas. And depending on where you are in the country, of course, it gets a lot colder in December. And that white stuff starts flying around, snow and everywhere. 
Uh, what's Christmas going to be like this year? Nobody knows. It's probably not going to be that Merry Christmas that we're kind of used to. And so here's just a gentle thought. This really has nothing to do with your booking per se, but no matter where you are here, especially going into December, if you're all remote, if somehow you're all in school, or you're doing that hybrid idea, and personal opinion, I haven't encountered one person yet that likes this hybrid idea. They hate it. Teachers, I know, despise it because it essentially doubles their work. Am I not right? Yes. Uh, maybe in the future the hybrid idea is just going to get shot down entirely. It's either all in or all out, but that's not for me to say. But as we go into this holiday season, my cardinal rule of your booking, number one rule, has nothing to do with pages or writing or taking pictures. My number one rule of your booking has always been your book is supposed to be fun. Make it so. In all the years I've been doing this, I've encountered too many situations where your booking is a chore. Nobody likes doing chores, right? Ugh, no. Not since you were a kid, not now. But yet, too many schools, that's how they look at your book. It's a chore. Get it done. Well, what fun is that? And one, another thing I've kind of noticed in recent years, now maybe it's just where I live or the folks I've been involved with and so on, the number of holiday parties has decreased over the years. Maybe especially since the recession hit. Remember 2008, 2009? Ever since then, a lot of companies don't even do holiday parties or anything like that anymore, which I think is a real shame. Now, of course, this year, you want to be careful. We're going to do the distancing. We're going to wear a mask, you know, wash our hands and all that sort of thing. But you can still have a holiday get-together, even if it's all remote. I think one of the key reasons to do a holiday get-together is just to pick me up. You know, it's the end of the calendar year. You know, depending on where you are, the weather's getting a little rough and so on. A holiday get-together is a really good pick-me-up. And boy, if there was ever a year for a pick-me-up, this is that year, right? So for all the advisors and such listening out there, I almost challenge you. During December, again, if you're all in or all remote or whatever you are, do some kind of a holiday get-together for your yearbook staff. All right, yeah, if you're all together and you can get snacks and do it safely and all that sort of thing, great. If you're all remote and you're just all a bunch of faces on a Zoom screen, hey, that's better than nothing. Because again, this winter could be really difficult, not just virus-wise, but also just people-wise. You know, a lot of depressed folks out there and things are tough and we got to tough it out. And that's really hard on some people. A holiday get-together of some kind might be just the tonic this group needs to help launch them into the 2021 calendar year. And boy, do we need a pick-me-up. My goodness. So just a gentle thought for advisors listening here. Do something like that. Again, if you're all remote, get creative. How can we make it more festive, more fun, play games? I don't know, something with food. Can't have a party without food, right? Can't have your book without food either, right? Absolutely. All right, the veterans are all nodding their heads. Yep, 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 that's it. What can you put together? Because again, as we go through the holiday break, no matter what the situation is, a lot of folks out there are going to need a pick-me-up. Your yearbook staff is among them. See what you can do to make that happen. I think it's really, really important. All right, now, page designing. This is the most important part of the yearbook, but how do you do it well? Hope you're ready to take some notes as we get back to our friend Tina Cleveland. All right, now let's move on to page designing. And I've been doing this for over two decades, Tina, and one thing, it's clearly at the top of the charts. The most difficult thing for people to do is make pages. I think some folks are just petrified. If there are two blank pages on their screen in front of them, they just like freeze. Like, what am I going to do here? So my initial question to you, I guess, is why is this so intimidating for so many people? It's downright scary. You know, I think, Scott, part of it is that, like myself, I was not, um, I, I basically, my background in journalism was writing and editing. And I wasn't a big, I'd never really designed. And 
um, my first few years, it was intimidating. We didn't have pre-designed templates that you could use. It was blank and you started from there. So I feel like, um, you know, a part of it is that, you know, people don't have it as, as, as a background. And I'm a really, but I, I think you can teach yourself anything. And that's kind of what I've done. And there's a part of me that is, you know, that is very creative, but there's some people that have the gift of just, they can, they can envision what they want it to be. But I think for most people, you've got to find inspiration and you go from there. So those first couple of years when you're just trying to survive, you know, it, it's tough and you're a new staffer, even a new editor. Um, it's, it's a, you know, there's, it, I, I always say this, your book is not brain surgery. It's just a lot. It's a lot of different hats that you have to wear. And so that part, I mean, it's art. Designing a yearbook spread, really, it's it's an art form. And so it 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 really should be, I mean, you there's no way around it from being intimidating. Um, you just got to figure out the ways to make it easier. Now, forever, Tina, I've heard this phrase and I've never quite understood it. It's just three words: design follows content. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just dumb as a brick, which I am sort of. Um, <laughs> what does that mean when it comes to page designing? What does that mean? Okay, so in the perfect world, you know, um, content dictating design means that, you know, let, let's take a magazine, you know, people who are professionals, the professional writers, professional designers, professional photographers, they are sent out on an assignment, they shoot, we, we need this, we need that. And the designer has in his or her head an idea of what might happen. But what really ends up be the final thing on the page or the spread is what comes from the content. So in the perfect world, if you have that staff that, oh, you've got some amazing designers and they're going to be great at this, you know, and, you know, or, you know, your kids can go out and, you know, go to Spirit Week and take photos and gather quotes and do all that type of reporting and gathering content, they come back and using the trademarks, visually and verbal trademarks, all those like graphics and fonts and colors and things that help pull the book together and make it feel cohesive as one unit, one thing, um, then they build from there. But that is not a, I don't think that is the norm. You know, I think that can be extremely intimidating. So, but you can still take, you can have, you can create a template. You can use one of our paid surfer templates. And when you come, when the content, when you have it all and you know, I've got this many photos, I have this many amazing photos. So these are going to go in the bigger boxes. Then you can kind of rearrange that template and still do the content is going to dictate what that final design looks like. But, but in the end, you've got to make it manageable. And, and with this year, um, you know, I know more and more staffs are, you know, either designing really solid templates that they will tweak or using, using our paid servers to make it easier. All right. Now you used a magic word there, which I'll get to in a moment. Um, recently, I was doing some online teaching because that's, that's pretty much my world for it right now. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about design. And I had a file which had a nice two-page spread from somewhere. And all of the different types of elements on the spread were kind of marked with boxes and lines and arrows and so on. And there was probably a good, I'm going to say, 15 different items marked on this spread. And as I was, as we were sort of distributing this to students, obviously electronically, my thought was a kid's going to look at this spread, see all these different things and their head's going to explode. Like, oh my gosh, I got to do all this stuff. Ah, So Tina, let's simplify here a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, two, three, four items. What are two or three or four key items, key elements that a good page spread should have? Just let, let's simplify here. Okay. Well, number one, there needs to be dominance, something on the spread. And typically that's either, you know, one really nice large photo with a caption or nowadays with module design, it's a dominant module. And that module might be, you might have just the killer photo that can stand alone and be that module, or maybe it's a collection of photos. 
um, but one of those photos needs to be larger. So something pulls me in, something has got to draw me into that spread and make me want to stay on it. With, you know, I, I just worked with a couple of schools in the last couple of days and, you know, they've got some spreads that got some great modules, but all four modules were the same exact size. So there's nothing that pulls me in. So basically what we did, we went through and we decided which one of these needs to be larger than the others. And that, that number one, dominance is huge. The second thing, and I'm seeing a lot of this, that is, this is probably one of my favorite design um, strategies is contrast. So contrast in size, contrast in color, contrast in um, the, the weight of a font, like Foundation Sands is one of my favorite font families. It has like 36 or 37 family members. So there's very thick versions of it. There's very thin versions of it. So just using, you know, taking a photo, taking a headline package and creating, creating it using different weights is going to really add that contrast. Um, if you're looking at a module and it's got maybe five different photos, Unless there's a very specific reason that they would be the same size, you want them to be different sizes and shapes, meaning some vertical, some horizontal, some square. Um, and, and, and so that is a, that's a really great one. Um, I think probably my third one that really can make a spread look very professional, um, and it also is just a great design thing, is spacing. So especially once, um, if you're using modular design, which is the trend in design, um, you are going to need to have space. And what that space does is it separates, it defines the modules. So if I know they're spaced up, this module is one module, it's one topic. Here's the, now I've got a little bit of a space, we call that an open rail. And now we're going into another module and then we've got space here. Um, sometimes when I uh, share that, you know, an editor will be like, oh my gosh, but we have, you know, we're, we, we need to put, we've got coverage. It really doesn't take away from the coverage. You may have the photos a little bit smaller, um, but it's not going to be that big of a difference, but it's going to make it look really professional. Uh, I tell you what, for Jostin's advisors, our modular design tools, either for software or online, are phenomenal. They I don't are. Know who came, did you come up with that? Whoever came up with that stuff is a genius. I, I don't even remember when, why, who, I'm, I'm not sure exactly, but it was, you know, the, the reason that even happened um, was because the, our clicking goes, which are fabulous and I love and very, you know, cleverly created. Um, when you place them on the spread, they're not always the right size that you want them to be. So um, I think I've, I've used the modular system a lot just to even teach kids modular design. And then a lot of times if they stay on staff for more than a, you know, a year, then as they go on, they're like, oh, I don't even need those modules anymore. I can create my own. I know how to do this, or I know how to take a paid server and make it the size that I want. So, you know, it, again, it's not, you know, as I always say, it's not brain surgery. It's just, you know, a lot of things. And I really encourage, um, another thing I really encourage for design is learn, learn the basics, learn the basic guidelines the steps for creating a spread. Um, as an advisor, become comfortable with that. You don't have to be the best designer in the world, but understand those guidelines and then make sure that you teach everyone on staff those guidelines. Because even if specific kids are the designers or they they're the ones who choose the paid servers, when kids come in and have different photos and different things that they want to add to the spread, they're going to make changes. And you want them to make those changes using those guidelines. That's some great advice. Thank you for that. Um, now, earlier, you used the magic word. The magic word was template. Mm -hmm. 20 plus years I've been doing this. I've seen kids just kind of, if you will, go wild in various ways, making pages like, oh boy, okay. The template idea. Tina, why, and maybe especially this year of all years when people are stressed out and all that, why is template usage a good idea? You know, I, I always tell kids that I, I did this one time as a, as a teacher. I, we, we were struggling with keeping the, that consistency. Again, you know, if, if I say Nike, the, their verbal trademark is just do it. Their visual is the swoosh. 
So in your book, when we think of our concept, we're going to have visual and verbals. We're going to have our concept and we're going to have spinoff phrases or words from that that are going to carry through our concepts that relate to our, our theme. We're going to have graphics that we're going to use. It could be squares, it could be lines, color, fonts, and so forth. But those are things that we're going to, that we're going to use throughout the book to make it a cohesive unit. So I always tell a staff, when I'm working with them for the first time on design is that I, in, in concept is I should be able to take your yearbook, tear it apart and take three or four other yearbooks, tear them apart, mix them up on the floor and then put each of them back together because of the consistent trademarks. And typically that is like, okay, that's an aha moment for them. And they're like, we get it. So we have to carry those through, but you know, I, I don't have, I think you can take a paid surfer template. There is nothing wrong with, there's no shame in using a template or creating a template and, you know, going from there to create others. But that, that template, you take it and then you add your trademarks, you tweak it, you give it personality that goes with your concept. And it basically is going to help your book look more cohesive, planned and organized and I don't like cookie cutter. I don't want every spread looking exactly the same. But there, like you said, Scott, there's no other year that's more important that you have something set in stone that this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going. Because I, I truly believe coverage should always be, coverage is huge. Coverage should be our most important thing, no matter whether it's pandemic or not. And if we can get the concept going, We've got some templates, then we can we can really work on getting those photos and quotes and stories. Now, did you actually tear a book apart or is that a figurative idea? Oh, no, I did. I did. I tore it apart. I tore it and about three of the books apart, threw them on the floor and made my kids put them all back together. Of course, they thought it was a blast. First, first of all, they thought it was sacrilegious. I tore, tore the books apart, but then they thought it was really fun. But, it, but the, the actual act of putting it back together and being able to do it, and I did include a book from years ago in, in our program that wasn't so uh, consistent and included it, and they really struggled. And then they realized all those were on the floor, and they're like, oh, there's the problem. And so it just, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm very visual. I'm very, I think things should be very interactive. Uh, we can't really do that right now unless you're in school um, and still might not even be social distancing, but, but it is a good activity. It's, but, but just even in, in their minds, if they can think that through, it, it really does help. All right, advisors, find a spare book. Come on, you have one. Oh. And and try that idea. That's just, that's unique. I like that. Okay. We'll get back to our final segment with Jostin's Creative Accounts Manager, Tina Cleveland, coming up in just a moment. And I tell you what, hang on for this last segment, because Tina, I think, has some tremendous thoughts and advice for two groups of people in particular. One, weary teachers, and come on, if you're listening to this and you're a teacher, you're weary, aren't you? Yes, we all are, right, with this insane situation we're in. But also, rookie advisors, and if you think about it, those folks are probably doubly weary. Tina has some terrific advice to share that's worth listening to, so stay tuned for that last segment. But there at the tail end of the prior segment, we hit the magic word. The magic word was template. Now, if you're a yearbook person, you're working on your book right now, we're talking about page designing here in the, this month's podcast, that word template is triply important. Is that a word? Triply? Well, it is now. Triply important because, number one, it's just a smart idea, nice, consistent looks throughout the book. All right. Number two, it saves a ton of time. In the two-plus decades that I've been doing this, my, my adage has been the biggest time waster in yearbooking is simply designing pages, and it's when people sort of do it all on their own. They just kind of wing it. And I've seen yearbook staffs literally waste weeks and months of time simply playing with pages. 
They make a page. Oh, I don't like that. Let me tear it apart. All right, how about this one? No, nah, I don't like that. Nah. How about this one? Well, we'll tweak it. No, 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 no. On and on and on. What can solve this problem? Well, we hit the magic word. Templates. Now, if you're a Jostin school, you are extremely fortunate. Whether if you're online or a software school, we have so many ready-made templates, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's awesome. How many different templates? Some are plain, some are fancy, some have backgrounds, some don't. Some have a lot of writing, some have a little writing. If somehow you've never really taken the time to check out the Jostin's page templates, I urge you, please, do it now. All right, especially at this point of the school year, this school year, if you're pulling your hair out like, how am I going to get this done? Magic word, template. And while you're doing that, for those folks doing online work with our Layout Pro tool, which, is, by the way, is going great guns right now, uh, absolutely check out the new series, which is called Yearbook Express. Some very inventive Jostin's colleagues of mine. I'll never take credit for this. I'm not that smart, but they are. Back in the summer, they realized, uh-oh, we got some trouble coming up this fall with this insane situation. And so they put their heads together and came up with just a tremendous group of ideas and a long list of page templates that we call Yearbook Express. And the thought is, for those folks that are really stressed right now, don't have a lot of time, you know, they have a lot of other pressures they're dealing with, how am I going to make a great yearbook in a year like this? Well, Yearbook Express is something you need to check out. Terrific page templates for elementary level, middle school level, and high school or college level. All levels. And you determine which ones you want to use. If somehow you don't know about Yearbook Express, absolutely contact your Jostens representative. They will show them to you, point them out to you, how to find them, and so on. And then here's a chance to make a dynamite yearbook this year that people are going to love with, if you will, a minimum of time. And let's face it, that's a great idea anytime, right? But especially this year, that's like gold. Please check out Yearbook Express. And then along with that, the Yearbook Express strategies on how to easily gather lots of photos and information that you can then use on those pages. A lot of this done remotely. So again, if you're in all remote school right now, or you will be, these ideas absolutely will work for you, even if everybody's at home. It's not hard to do, and it's really terrific. So again, if somehow you're still not familiar with Yearbook Express, contact your Jossens representative. They can kind of fill you in on the basic details. And if perhaps you're a non-Jossens school and you're out there, shall I say, flailing away and wondering, you know, my company's not giving me very much support or this is really hard, that Jostin stuff sounds pretty cool. All right, there you go. Contact your Jostin's representative. They will be happy to fill you in. But now, in the meantime, again, for the rest of us, or for all of us, and we're all kind of stressed, we're all kind of down, but we need to come through. Need some advice? Let's listen in for more from our friend, Jostin's Creative Accounts Manager, Tina Cleveland. All right, two more questions. Um, this one. Uh, I, I'm assuming you've been doing this. I've been doing this. There are a lot of weary people out there, weary advisors, weary teachers. Put it this way, Tina, I haven't found one person yet that loves this hybrid idea. Nobody oh, likes hybrid. It's oh, double work. <laughs> yuck. So some advice from an expert and a former teacher how can weary yearbook advisors in particular, how can weary yearbook advisors just sort of hang in this year? Because I know a lot of folks, they're, they're literally hanging right now. They're hanging by a thread in some cases. What can they do? What, what's some advice? I would encourage everyone to sign up for the Taco Tuesdays so that you can go to um, October's Taco Tuesday, October, and listen to it. Um, it we did not offer a ton of resources and even ideas outside of the two advisors said, one middle school, one high school said, you have got to take care of yourself first. If your bucket is half full, you can't fill anybody else's. So number one, find some way daily. I think it's important daily, whether it is 
you get up and you do it. You take a walk, you meditate, whatever it is that just, you know, helps build you up. You do that every day. Sometimes, you know, maybe morning, evening, whatever, but you've got to really take care of yourself. And there's so, so many really great things that were said during that Taco Tuesday. And one of them is by my, by my friend PJ. He said, you know, guys, I'm typically an A or an A plus guy. I, that's what I always go for. He goes, this year, I'm C minus. I'm going to be happy with a C minus. I mean, you should have seen the chat. It was awesome. It was like, oh my gosh, thank you. And I think we got to let ourselves feel that way. We've got to be okay. This is a different, insane, crazy year. And the book is going to be different. And it's okay that it's different. It's okay that it's not going to be exactly the same. But you know what? It is going to tell the story of this insane year, because we're going to forget in 10 years, we're going to go, we wore what we did what, and this is what we're going to look back and say, wow, that really did happen. So number one, find up, find some way to take care of yourself every day. If it's for five minutes or 30, whatever it is, do that. Second, you got to find your village. So number one, that should be your yearbook rep. Um, it could be your cam, it could be your plant consultant, other people who can help you. Don't just sit there and struggle. Um, other advisors in your district or in your town, or maybe you've met them at JAU, reach out and just say, this is what's happening. Because I guarantee you, I have the same conversations every week with everyone. Everyone is facing the same thing. You're not alone. You're not crazy it's crazy. And that's what I would encourage. So take care of yourself and reach out into your village. Don't, don't just sit there and let your, don't be alone. We're all going to, we're going to get through this together. Well, I know I can speak for every Jostens representative out there. Guys, don't be a stranger. Like Tina said, contact us, let us know, let us help you. All right, we we abs. That's part of our job. That's what we want to do. So you know, sometimes I hit that a little bit. Like, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> that sort of thing. All right, last question, and it's my favorite last question. Along with weary advisors, we have rookie advisors, and I've joked for this this year, Tina. I have a record number of rookie advisors. I mean, it's not even close. Mm -hmm. uh, gee, I wonder why. Mm -hmm. um, and I joked with rookie advisors, boy, you picked a great year to start your book. Most of them laugh. A few of them kind of grimace, like, mm, like, okay, how do I get this job? If you had a chance to sit down this year with rookie advisors, as far as dealing with the yearbook, what would you tell them? Um, I'm going to say, first of all, which is, this is one of my favorite phrases anyway, is less is more. And you've got to make this simple. Um, don't compare yourself. Don't, don't look at the previous advisor, previous books. Don't look at other um, advisors in your district who may have a lot of experience. You need to, again, you know, talk to your rep and just, just you know, like, and again, this could be a great year to go to the theme templates and choose the templates for the entire book. Um, choose your font, your color palette, your concept, and then go from there and just start gathering information. Um, but I really seriously think simple is better. I think simple is going to be, um, there's going to be so much, um, you know, so many things that are in the, in the book that are going to be different. Uh, my other thing I would recommend is, um, and I, if you haven't received um, a link to this. We have this incredible coverage list that if you took the, you know, thematic templates and then the coverage list that we have, we, oh my gosh, we're, we're over a hundred topics now. And for the most part, they're all topics that could be used in a book. If you're completely virtual, they're things that you can cover. So it's a, it's a, it's a fabulous contact your rep. Um, they, they all have it. Again, if you, Register for Taco Tuesdays, you'll have access to all the resources as well. And the coverage list is one of those. So, you know, make it simple. And if you want to set some goals and everything, um, I feel like number one, it's finishing the book. That will be a huge goal. But just 
you know, just choose a two or three, make it, make it simple, make things, you know, you heard that people would wanted to see in the book from previous years or, you know, but, but again, let's getting this book completed in this year is going to be a phenomenal feat and you be, should be so proud of yourselves. I tell you, Tina, back in the spring, I was an optimist. I thought, oh, this isn't going to last very long. Oh, no. Wrong. I know. This fall, I, I call myself a friendly pessimist. You know, the old line, plan for the worst, hope for the best, but expect the worst because something's probably going to happen. All right, yeah. get ready. Yeah. But I tell you, you shared some awesome advice there, and I hope folks take that to heart. Justin's advisors, check out that Taco Tuesday series. It's really, really good. And it's in the evening. You can easily do it. All right. But Tina, I really appreciate the time today. This was a great conversation. I picked up a few pointers. Um, and so thank you. I really appreciate the time today. Well, thanks, God. I appreciate the invitation and good luck, everybody. You're going to be fabulous. Go out and just create the best book possible. Once again, a big thank you to Tina. Tina is the energizer bunny, if you will, maybe of your booking for Jostens at least. She just goes and goes and goes and has so many great ideas. To see her live in a workshop when we can actually all get back in a room again, if you ever get that opportunity, jump at the chance because Tina is fantastic. She always seems to have a smile on her face. She's always positive and she's filled with tremendous yearbook ideas from her three decades plus of experience. Absolutely check her out if you ever get the opportunity. Now hopefully again, you got a lot of great ideas there. Not just about page designing, but maybe just about surviving this insane year we find ourselves in. Hopefully you put them to good use. Again, we've got your back, no doubt about it. Don't feel like you're alone. Don't feel like you're stuck on an island. You have friends out there, reach out and let's do this together. We're going to beat this situation together this year. And when the year is over and we're finally past this nutty situation we're in, you're going to have a dynamite yearbook and people are going to love it. And then after that, what other cool stuff can we do? All right, get ready. In the meantime, thanks again for listening to the Yearbooking Report podcast.